Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Doing good. Although I would say today is you're abroad in New York because of the time it is where I'm doing this at a regular time. You're doing this at like two in the morning, one in the morning. It's one in the morning. Yeah. It's fine. Played hockey. Hang out with hung out with a friend. Uh, it was uh, it was good. I'm sober. I'm not unlike last time. I think uh, I think yeah, like on last time well. when you I'm were just sloppily down. drunk asking questions that didn't make sense. The world remembers that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And I uh, and I'm sitting down. Okay, the last few podcasts I've been standing up. Are you standing? Different up? energy, but at this because I got a standing uh, desk. Yeah. Yeah, so I was standing up. There was a good energy. I liked I liked the uh, the standing up energy mm. when I was uh, when I was talking. But at this point, I've, I've skated. I've been walking a shit ton, and uh, you know what? It's one in the morning. I'm gonna sit my ass down. Yeah, makes sense. And I'm gonna bring bring the tempo down just a little bit. How's that sound? Sounds fine to me. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, let's see. Quick follow ups or things of interest there's not much but i did make some oat matcha pancakes this weekend mm. yeah they were good they were good i don't know if you know anything about that but there's a healthier way to make pancakes if you gr- if you have oat flour which is basically just ground up oats yeah sure you can, so you can probably I, make oat flour pretty easily i did oh, yeah. that's what i've been doing yeah, good yeah i bought one of those magic bullets they kind of suck but it gets the job done there's only one. Like just, there's only one blender brand that matters. Have we talked about the Vitamix? No, I don't think that's so. the only. That's Maybe. the only blender that counts. Sorry. Ask any of your friends who are in the who are in the, the hospitality the industry game? or in the blending game, as we like to say. And it's the Vitamix. That's sure. it. Maybe the Blendtec blender, the one that the dude used to blend cell phones and stuff. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. that guy. Is he still doing but that? I would say the Vitamix is by far. I've got a Vitamix. It's one of the most expensive appliances in my house. Uh, yeah. But it's worth it wow. every minute. The minute that you blend with it, it's you like four hundred dollars, right? I mean, yeah. But it put then add double it and add tax to it, and that's what I paid in New Zealand. <laughs> oh shit. But it's worth, what it. you, uh, it's worth it. It's worth every What's minute. the most impressive thing that you've put in there where you're like, this is not going to work, and it just chewed through it? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, Again, I guess I put stuff in there not necessarily fearing that it won't get chopped up, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I mean, unless you put like a seed of something in there. But even that, I would say you blend it enough times, you'll probably still cut through it. Uh, but yeah, what? It's, it's not. I've not found a challenge that it hasn't been able to blend. I've made soups. I've made drinks i've made smoothies i've made all sorts of delicious goodies inside of the vitamix wow. if you want to tell well, me you that go. you've got a blender and better than a vitamix i'm gonna tell you you're a liar i don't i just told you i i don't like the one i yeah. got it's not good yeah but it does but it does what i need it to do you know i'll do um like i said what i've what i've put in it because you know what the thing is i saw these videos of people making these waffles and the and the waffle batter they just threw everything in a blender yeah. they're like Blend it up. Got waffle yeah. batter. I was like, wow that's it. Okay, great. Um, especially when it was like banana based, because you throw the bananas in there and it does all that shit for you. You're not over there like forking a banana mm-hmm. for, you know, hours on end. Yeah, just put the, as put it would the whole banana take. in there. Put the whole banana in there. Put your your flour and you just let it yeah, go. Just, and with the Vitamix, you put it on that top speed. And next thing you know, it's just smooth as smooth as paste. you can expect. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I basically just used it for uh, oh, so I, I did I blended up some bananas in there just to see if that worked. It worked just fine. And then I also did uh, and I and I made some matcha in there. My, making a matcha in a blender. Wow, just uh, froths that right up. Mm. That's probably the best use case for this thing yeah. because they actually have the mug attachment. So I literally just pop it, and drink right out of the mug. So in that case, maybe it was worth it. Yeah, and I and I got some decent pancakes out of it. So it's all right. Ah, got a bug crawling on my arm. It's got D E D. It's that time of year in the city because it it's is hot. 90 degrees and it's humid. Yeah, it's hot outside. So the, the bugs are a coming. When I when I was visiting, uh when I was just catching up with my buddy, he's at um he's at his uncle's place in Fort Greene. There's a backyard. So he's like, let's sit in the backyard. Sit in the backyard. We're there for like 10 minutes. He's like, you getting bitten up? Sure am. Let's go inside. <laughs> Very, very fast transition out of there. Yeah, lots of mosquitoes, especially because it's humid as well. So there's a bit of moisture in the air. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's good times. Good times. But anyway, got nothing else really going on. It's been busy. It's been a short week. So we could uh, get up into some stories unless you wanted to anything you want to bring up. Let's get into it. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Why am I looking at the goddamn mobile site let's get rid of that your two choices i got um an update some important information about the cicadas in in america and then i got a a story about uh mortal Kombat. that's it i just got two stories about mortal Kombat. i guess that kind of leads into media so let's do that one last then okay cool Then we'll start with the cicada update. Here we go. This is important information. Reading from NBC News, FDA says not to not eat cicadas if you have a seafood allergy. Billions of cicadas are emerging in in the eastern U.S. To some, they're a delicacy. To others, they're a danger. You like that tone? Yeah. How I like pitch this? Makes it sound like like it's a real uh, danger. Local news. More. After the break, (laughs) the cicadas are back and with them, a warning for the Food and Drug Administration. Don't eat these critters if you have a seafood allergy. Quote, yep, we have to say it. Don't eat hashtag cicadas if you're allergic to seafood as these insects share a family relation to shrimp and lobster. End quote. The agency tweeted Wednesday. Since the cicadas have emerged, recipes have popped up across the Internet as some describe the critters as rare gourmet treat. A rare gourmet treat. Fish and shellfish are two of the eight major food allergens that must be labeled on food packaging, according to the FDA, along with milk, eggs, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans. Together, these allergens account for 90% of food allergies in the U.S. That's interesting. Allergies related to eating insects, however, need more study, according to recent reports by the Food Agricultural Organization of of the United Nations. The report, which focused on the safety of eating insects, noted that individual that quote individuals al- uh, already allergic to crustaceans are particularly vulnerable to developing allergic reactions to edible insects due to allergen cross reactivity. End quote. That means the immune system of certain people are sensitive to certain proteins found in shellfish, and that similar proteins found in insects could also trigger allergic reactions. The brood X cicadas, as the group swore as the group swarming parts of the eastern U.S. is known, emerge from the ground every 17 years, billions will take to 
to the trees and mate and lay eggs before they die, leaving behind crunchy carcasses. So there's also a picture here in this article of a cicada on a chocolate cookie. Yes. I mean, I'm not surprised that we're going to, I mean, this is like the most American thing ever. Like there's an abundancy of something. Let's eat it. <laughs> let's see if we can. Eat what else it. you going to do? What else are you going to do with it? Like, let's see if we can eat it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by that because like, what, is, what do we call cockroaches of the sea? Is it, is it um crawfish or is it lobsters yeah, like probably. it's all I mean, kind they, of the same like you're kind well, of that you know it, i think that's slander. they're just sea bugs like that's what they are and these are just real bugs they're bug bugs <laughs> the other bugs are sea bugs they're bugs that are underneath the ocean i'm just looking up uh doing a quick look for uh cic- cicada recipes first one that comes up from the washington post uh sp- Spicy popcorn cicadas. Yeah, why? I mean, why wouldn't you treat it like popcorn? That seems about. They it. are fried cicadas, and they are spicy. I also would assume that this means that cicadas are not kosher. Uh, I would assume that they're not. Right. Yeah. Like, was that ever taken into consideration? Are cicadas kosher. a global thing, or are they well, like just lo- are lobsters kosher? U.S. No. So then, yeah. shellfish isn't so kosher. Then, yeah, if you're if it's a seafood allergy. <laughs> But shellfish being the key word here. They're not literally shellfish, but they are, you know, adjacent in yeah, the Yeah, so to me, that means it's world. not kosher, I'm assuming. But the shellfish thing wasn't based on allergies. It was just based on whatever nonsense they were talking but I'm about. Assuming like, are cicadas only a U.S. thing, or are they worldwide? They're worldwide, they're worldwide there's, right? There's cicadas here. We have cicadas here in the yes, summer. Yes, they have cicadas. The, We've never thought about in the, eating them, in the homeland. We just kind of leave them be. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they were let to, uh, they were set to live in plagues. And that was it. Yeah. It's cicadas are coming from for our lives. But We're at the same time, and, and though, I feel like you can, I feel like you can fry anything and it probably tastes all right. Right. If we kind of decided that like 99% of the things <laughs> in the world, if you fry them, you'll, you can probably eat them and be fine. Of the things that are I'm, edible, uh, of course, like things that like might be gross, but aren't going to make you sick. Like you can't fry poison. Like, let's not be dumb, <laughs> but you can fry of any food, right? You can hate a food. And I think if you fry it, you've got a 50-50 shot of liking that food better. Like, let's say you hate broccoli, right? You're like, as a kid, I hated broccoli. Yep. I, I, I can't mm-hmm. eat it. I bet you if you fried some broccoli, you got a 50-50 shot of actually liking it. I had some fried broccoli on uh, Friday. Yeah, right? Was, I mean, I'm sure you probably like broccoli regardless, but... I do like broccoli. Yeah, so I, 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 it is one of my frequent go-to roastings. I like I like broccoli and I like cauliflower. Yeah, great. Both those things. Great. But like They're name a vegetable that you don't like. Like for me, it's probably beetroot, right? Like I think beetroot's kind of gross. I've gotten used to mm. beetroot as I've lived here when it's not just like when you mix it in something, I'm okay with it. But like just a slice of beetroot on a burger is one of the worst thing that kiwis have ever invented. It's awful. See, and when you say beetroot, you mean just like beets, just beets. right? They call like it just like a sliced right beet. Yeah, but it's just beets, right? Okay, like beets it. to me are gross. But if I you, need to know if it was part of the beet. But I believe I've no, had a fried like beet in some type oh, of tempura fried thing, and it was probably delicious. <laughs> yeah, you're right. right. Now, I do want to interject with an, with another story here, because this I did see over during the week, and it's, and it's relevant here. Reading from Newsweek, woman claims she was served deep fried towel instead of chicken. <laughs> wow. Deep fried <laughs> like, a, like, a, like, a, like a moist towelette. Uh... I don't know if it. I, no, I, I want to say it's like a paper towel. There, it's unfortunately this this shitty uh, article hmm. is showing me the uh, this like video instead of the 
the thing itself. So we'll see if it gets there. A woman has claimed she found a deep fried towel and a fast food meal delivered to her home in the Philippines. This is in the Philippines. Look at that. We're global. Alik Perez says she had ordered the meal from Jollibee chain restaurant in the city of Tagwig via food delivery service Grab. Perez described how she found it difficult to slice into what she believed was the chicken she had ordered for her son. After tearing open the deep fried morsel with her hands, she was horrified to see that that it was actually a blue towel. <laughs> this is, quote, this is really disturbing. How the hell do you get the towel and the batter and even fry it? End quote. Well, well I can tell you how it's yeah. when everything's when something's dipped in batter. It's hard to tell what it is at that point. Just put it in the oil. Let's go. Yeah, she wrote that in, on Facebook. Um, so let's see. Quote, I really thought this. She continues. I really thought that the post complaining about weird stuff and the orders were all just made up. Now I know it really happens. So disgusting and embarrassing. End quote. Yeah. Perez went on to express concern that the Jollibee restaurant she had ordered from continued using, quote, the same oil for how many hours after frying this fried towel, end quote, possibly contaminating food services to other people. Her Facebook's post has since been shared more than 72,000 times. It was written like three days ago. It is not clear if Prez complained about the order or what action has been taken. Uh, Jollibee said in a statement, quote, We are deeply concerned about this matter and have conducted a thorough investigation on the incident. It is unfortunate that the deviations from Jollibee's standard food preparation proceeds procedures occurred on the part of certain personnel of the store. And quote, a spokesperson said. Quote, as a result of the incident, we have directed that Jolly B. Benefacto stopover branch to close for three days starting tomorrow, June 3rd, to thoroughly review its compliance with procedure and retain its store team and retrain its store team to ensure that this will not happen again. We will also send out remainders, reminders to all stores to ensure the strict adherence to Jolly B. Food Preparation Systems. Yeah. Cool. I'll tell you what. I'm looking at the logo for Jolly B. It's a terrifying logo. It's freaky. Never actually eaten at I. a Jolly Bee, but I hear the sandwich is quite good. Hmm. Quite good. Yeah, it does yeah. nothing for me. And there's me. one it in looks, New York, yeah, too. It looks like, well, maybe you should eat it and try it out, right? I will. I will. I, it's definitely on my list of things to do when I'm feeling like, you know, pretty good. Yeah, that is definitely a towel. Yeah, it is. I I'm saw the picture. Video she now, it open. It's it a towel. It's fried towel. Now, to be clear, when it was all bundled together like that, Looks like chicken. It didn't look that dissimilar from fried chicken. You might be like, well, how do you not realize it? Like, it looks like a very well fried piece of chicken. (laughs) This is definitely somebody's last day. Oh, or (laughs) just, yeah, or just someone who's tired. Just like, screw it. Just fry the towel. We'll see if anyone notices. Too many drinks. I like how they're just kind of pulling it apart. This is wild. Now it's got, this video has 651,000 views now. Oh, no, sorry. The video has 2.6 million views. That's the first video. That is crazy. Okay. Damn. Yeah, but to your point, you can fry pretty much anything. Pretty much anything. It's delicious. Yeah. I need a fried cicada. You don't even have to. T- you could tell me it's a fried you cicada. I'd try it. it. Yeah. Would you eat fried? Yeah. Uh, what's the puffer fish? Oh, like it's, that's it. Right. That's not the matter of but it. The poison not would being... be cooked out, right? I don't know. The, the the way they prepare it is how I don't think that's how it works. Not for that. No, I still I still would okay. shy away from the puffer fish. Right. If you're if you're still gonna make me sign the waiver, then I'm not gonna eat it. If you had a terminal diagnosis, would you eat the puffer fish then? 
Like if someone told yes. you you have a year to live, would the first thing you do go to try to find the puffer fish? That wouldn't be the first thing I'd do, but it would definitely be, be towards the, the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, why would I do that first? You got a year to live. All right. First thing I'm going to do is take this thing that could kill me right well, away. I mean, like, every well, I mean, moment counts. Well, I mean, if you live through that, then I feel like luck's on your side, right? No, because if it's terminal, then it's not. So I would say that I'd, I'd start with all the things that I want that I know won't kill me. And then once I'm done with that list, yeah, all right. What's on your food fish. bucket list? Do you have a food bucket list? I don't. I have, I mean, my map has places all over the world that are mapped, that are like tagged as places I want to go so, to. So it's so like, what's the tradition, what's the meal in which country? Like, go to your map now and, and give me an example okay. of where on your map is there food that you would like to try that you're just like, oh, I heard about this thing. It sounds really delicious. And I'd love to go to this country just to try this thing. Like I would say in Korea, it was that stupid layer cake that you made me walk around for to find the rainbow oh, yeah, layer the cake, right? Um, every time I travel with you to some city, there's something that we have to try. Um, so I'm Sounds interested. Right. I'm interested. What is it? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my map now. A bunch of the things that I have flagged are actually this. Most of the things that are food related that I want are in places that are like in the in New York or like places that I saw that are good. Like there's a random ass bar in England. I don't know why. Oh, this, this place from a song that I've, I've wanted to. Yeah. Like there's just some weird shit here, but a lot of these places are more based on sites. Like there's a whole bunch of shit in, um, where is this in Switzerland really? that I, that I have flagged, but it's not, um, yeah. Like, uh, let's see, what's this? I don't even, this is just a random ass town. Someone posted this picture. And I was like, that looks like some crazy ass shit. Louder Brunin. In Switzerland, hmm. I don't know what I'd eat there, yeah. but it's just a really, it's a really cool town, and I'm in mountains. It just looks beautiful, so I'm like, yeah, I'd like to go there. Uh, let's see, like, why is there a thing flagged in Turkey? I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, here we go. There's a there's a hotel where you could see a bunch of uh, hot air balloons floating up from that in uh in uh, but, but nothing food related though. It's just things you'd like to do. Yeah, but- most of the food related stuff is in places that I feel like i will go to why is like what's this oh okay cool there's a random place in uh let's see in taiwan i have a few food places tagged there why why are these i don't don't even know why they're flagged but i have them here oh one of these is temporary oh this uh no 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 is this where uh maybe this is where they ate in uh like where anthony bourdain and obama ate (laughs) one of these places is here i think this is that yeah the boat noodles Boat noodles, doi kuei tiao riwa. So you basically try. You basically wa- were watching a TV show and said, "That looks great. Let me find it because I'd like to eat there." Yes, I do that all the really? time. Are you kidding? I got places all over the country because of because of fucking Guy Fieri and his stupid car. <laughs> yeah, there's only one. I'm looking at my map, and in my map, it's all it's all places I've been before. There's only two things that I have on my map that are places I'd like to go to. Okay. All right. Can you, what do you, are, got? you are you are you ready for this? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. So, and then I got one that is specifically a food place in a random spot that you would not suspect at all. I've got something marked in France, right? In the town okay. of Nantes, Nantes, N A N T E S. Okay. You know what is possibly there? Can you guess what's there? Escargo. No, I, it's not food related. It is oh. Les Machines. Art. 
de, and I don't know how to pronounce this, Lelel. Go for it. Okay. So, I don't, I, have you heard of this place before? Are you aware of what this place is? No, it's probably some art thing, It right? is. And it's awesome. And I would really love, this is the place that is on my traveling bucket list. Now, I'll say this. I have no interest in going to France at all. Like, France well, is a I country. Know, I don't know how to tell you this. France but, is a country doesn't interest yeah. me, right? It just doesn't interest me. But this place, yeah. right, which is, I believe it translates to the machine of the Isle of Nantes. And it's basically a bunch of dudes that built a bunch of real-life robots that just travel around this theme park. So that's the website. <laughs> that sounds awesome. All right. And it's just a bunch of giant robots. So if you type this into Google and you'll see the images for this, they just build these ridiculous oh. looking things. Dude, I'm in. I'm that in. Just travel around, right? So they built the they basically built the spider from Wild Wild West. Uh they built this giant mechanical elephant. There's these giant mechanical birds that fly around, and it's just a bunch of dudes, a big giant mechanical bull. They just basically build these uh, giant machines, and it's just a theme park where you can just kind of walk around and see the creations of a bunch of really talented engineers and very like it's like a steampunk, uh, a steampunk animal park. So basically, what we've talked about with uh, with uh, Horizons is basically this. <laughs> this is dope. so it's cool. So that's Where that's number it? one Where? on my list, right? So I don't really want to go to Paris. I've got no interest in going to Paris. I would love to just Why fly because Paris just doesn't interest me for whatever reason. It doesn't interest me. I would spend a night in Paris and then go spend like two days at this park and then fly home. <laughs> that's it. That's all I need. So that's on my list. Hit some other. This isn't in Paris, though. No, it's not. That's my point. It's just in France. It's it's east. And not Nantes. West. Sorry, it's west. It is southwest of France. I mean, I'm I'm down to go, and then and then you know we could hit this town in Switzerland. The other thing that's on my list is, I guess that's a hard no. Sure, I'll go to Switzerland. Like whatever, it's got mountains and stuff, right? And they make hot chocolate. Yep, exactly. Is this place called the Jade Mountain Resort for some reason? That yes, is I have that same place. I, yes, I, I have it too. It's, and so that's on. That's yes. the other one. I, I'm looking at all, all the rest of my map is places. Did I've I been tell before. you about you this? Might How have, did you know? You might have told me about this. But I, yeah, I was I I, when I pulled up my map, yeah. and everywhere else I've I've pinpointed, I've been to. Like everywhere else is a place I've been to, right? So I've got stuff in South Africa yeah. mapped. I've got stuff in um, Singapore mapped. It's everywhere else that I've been to. Stuff in Australia. But yeah, I've got this Jade Mountain Resort. So I don't know if this is from you or from someone, but for some reason, this is on my list of places to go. So I don't have any food-related places, but this place in St. Lucia is pretty awesome looking, and I'd love to go. (laughs) Yeah, you can't can't fly there directly. You have to take a helicopter to the place. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's nuts. And it starts at, like, it's like thousands per night. Yeah, it's super expensive. I mean, the most expensive place we've ever stayed has to be the Marina, the Sands, right? The Sands Hotel. Yeah, and that was just like that wasn't bad. Three hundred a night. No, but this, fine. if you've got that to take awesome. a helicopter, and I'm watching the video now, and it's amazing. And so I'm assuming you probably told me about this. I saw it and I marked it. <laughs> so there you go. These these rooms at that place is like there's no windows. It's just like carved into this. <laughs> it, it, there's just like a missing wall, and then you have your own infinity pool. Like that is incredible yeah. and you're just looking at the, the gorgeous sea anyway so there the other restaurant that's kind of 
just out there. I don't know why, but I have a uh, I have a place called Central Restaurante in Peru. That's another place. That I have huh, because I've been to Peru and that's not on my list. I never marked that down. I I don't know why though. I don't know why. But yeah, I watch I'll watch Oh wait, what's this? There's something in Africa. The Gambia? Why is this marked? Oh, <laughs> no idea. Mo- I don't even know why this here, but there's a bunch of monkeys, so maybe that's why. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'll watch some shit. I'll watch some shows and stuff and I'll be like, oh, that looks like a cool place to go. And then I'll just add it to the list. So when I'm ready, when the world opens up again and I can actually go places, I'll I'll get to go. Well, look, maybe you can go somewhere and eat some bugs, eat some fried bugs and you'll uh, be on your way. Yeah, I don't know. What? I have a random matcha cafe in, uh, where the hell is this? In like Richmond in Canada? Why is that there? Yeah, I think you just oh, like, I think you're out there just watching TV and uh putting places on your list. So, yeah, otherwise most of the pins of food places that I want to go are places that I go to on a somewhat regular basis or plan to go to, right? Um so like there's a bunch of stuff in Portland, right? I'm going to be there in a, in a few in like a month or so. Uh, there's stuff in San Francisco. There's stuff, you know, in those yeah, And those are places spots. that you've been before too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so fair enough. So like, yeah, if so I go anyway. to New York, I see Fetisau and um, oh, that place good Chimu Bistro, which is by far the best Peruvian food I've ever had in my life. And that which was that? Chimu Bistro, which is right down the street I'll from Fetisau. Fetisau. All right, I'll add it to my list. So okay. yeah, I've I'll got quite a few place. things that are marked in places that I've been. Because I've actually been, obviously, to New York and I've been to these places. So yeah, but look, maybe if you try a cicada... You don't have any seafood allergies. I think the only thing you're technically allergic to is avocado. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's minor. Yeah. I could I, so I as could long as you're not frying any avocado, you're good, right? So, yeah. Uh, I also have a list for pancakes. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on, shall we? Okay, here we go. This is about Mortal Kombat, but it kind of straddles the line of political stuff, so this kind of works out well. It's just wild. All right. Injustice 2. I guess it's not really Mortal Kombat. It is. It's the Mortal Kombat company. So I'm sorry if I misled you. Which is in Chicago, I believe, right? It is in Chicago. NetherRealm Studios. They make Mortal Kombat and they also make the Injustice game, which is the DC fighting game, which is important to know for the story. DC meaning Batman and stuff for those who aren't aware. Injustice 2 Mobile apologizes for inappropriate Pride Month event. So it's Pride Month. Mm Mm-hmm. Some more context for you. Developer apologized after encouraging players to fight an iconic LGBTQIA plus character to celebrate pride. Here's the question. I got to ask this as as an aside. If you know which of those letters the character in question is, do you have to write all of that out? (sighs) I I mean, I guess it's trying to be very clear and it still gets them in trouble, right? Because <laughs> <So laughs> it's like, I don't say <laughs> if you take the other well, side of the fence, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a male, female person. I am a male. That's how I identify. Sure. You're kind of doing the same thing, right? Sure. Like, why can't you just say the thing that I am? 
You can, yeah. but I think that was just trying to say we're covering everything by saying that we have a character who fits into this group in our game. And then some, right? Because the plus is like, and any just just in case. Yes, just in, case. Just in case we forgot something. Right. Okay. Here we go. The story. The Injustice 2 mobile game Twitter account has issued an apology to fans after an in-game event to celebrate Pride Month involved beating up an LGBTQIA plus character. God, IGN, come on. Don't. You, you literally put that in the subtitle. The event involved repeatedly fighting Poison Ivy, a well-known bisexual character and iconic villain stemming from DC's Batman universe. Reported by Kotaku, the irony of this global challenge event was magnified by a tweet celebrating that players had taken down Poison Ivy over 175,000 times, followed by a pride hashtag. Apparently, if players fought her another 225,000 times, they would unlock a separate reward tier. An approach like this suggests that the developers of Injustice 2 Mobile were encouraging violence against LGBTQIA plus people during Pride. And before too long, the tweet was flooded with responses from concerned players who were confused as to how this global challenge was in any way a celebration of Pride. The tweet was quickly taken down following the initial backlash and the Injustice 2 mobile Twitter has since released a statement apologizing for the global challenge and inciting tweet stating that they, quote, recognize associating our latest global challenge with pride was insensitive and inappropriate, end quote, and that, quote, we should all actively engage in efforts to end LGBTQIA plus violence, not normalize it, end quote. Despite regularly creating these in-game global challenges, scheduling an event to beat up an LGBTQIA plus character during Pride Month really does really doesn't seem like a good way to celebrate LGBTQIA plus rights. The injustice this is them interjecting, by the way, of course. The Injustice 2 Mobile Twitter account had also changed its banner and avatar to feature the Pride flag for Pride Month, which made the irony of this event even more appalling. Changing banners and avatars in order to appear supportive of LGBT plus rights. Now the short end now, only to continue activities that harm LGBT plus people is a classic example of pinkwashing, a term used when companies attempt to cash in on the focus on pride <laughs> and then drop any meaningful support for oh, LGBTQIA plus people as soon as Pride Month is over. In other Pride news, Square Enix designer Toshiyuki. Itahana has designed a new pride mascot that needs a name and don't nods game. Tell me why will be free for the entire pride month. By the way, the new mascot thing was so Japanese. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they made a, yeah, it's definitely is. Uh, I'm going to send you that one as well. So you have that reference. So, I mean, is this just, this is just someone in marketing making a mistake, right? Because no, why, no, I'm, I'm going to say like, it's weird, like making a mistake as in, what they were trying to do was in the right place, but really they could yeah. have just said global challenge. You should play as poison Ivy instead of how many times can you beat poison? Yeah. Ivy, right. Like it was literally that simple. Yes. Like all they had to do was just say poison Ivy has been played this many times. Come celebrate by playing as poison Ivy for the month. Right. Like, and then I don't think anyone would have said anything. It's a simple fact of taken down. Like that language yeah, exactly. is what the is, follow up. It's that's the problem because I think if you just would have said, "Hey, you should if you play as Poison Ivy for the month, you get extra points or whatever," right? Like that's the Pride Global Challenge, as in everyone should be playing as Poison Ivy. Yeah, right. Yeah, 
that's all. and that's yeah, it exactly. and that's what i mean by a mistake as in someone just really didn't think like huh maybe instead of promoting the fact that you're beating up poison ivy we should promote the fact that you should play as poison ivy and that would have fixed all this oh yeah yeah it sure would but it's it's more than the marketing thing because you have all the other all the other pieces of the of the funnel that actually lead to the thing being implemented turning events on something like this is probably not that difficult for a game like that i would assume um i it, they might not allow for that kind of stat tracking but the if they just didn't tweet anything but i get it because you know we do the same thing you got an event you want to tweet about it that's how you get your organic traffic and you got to say something about it but yeah you think when you're writing it you're like, hey guys, keep beating up this uh, this bisexual or, or character. That there like, would have been enough people in the marketing huh. t- department to go, like, let's make sure this is right. We got to get this right, right? Like, if you're going to put something out there for Black History Month and you're you've got black characters in your game, you're going to read over <laughs> oh you're going to read over that 50 times before you send it out, right? Like, you just are. Yeah. Like, I would if I was in a marketing department. I go, we got to make sure that I want everyone in this department to read this and give me your thoughts, give me your input before we release this. So as a company, I get everyone's opinion to make sure that we don't mess this up. Because Take down the Black Green Lantern. I don't know what that guy's name was. I don't, I don't know either. The guy from the Justice yeah, League cartoon. I'm not sure either. But that's the first. That's the only Black DC oh, what's character. What's his name? Isn't, isn't the robot dude? Cyborg? Isn't he black? Oh, Cyborg. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. He's half black, half half machine. Beat up cyborg, half halfway. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the funny thing is, I was just thinking. I saw something. It had to be on Reddit or somewhere where they showed um, where people are basically like, "Hey, I think it maybe it was Unreal or like it was something. Um, it was some game development studio or something that was like showing the icons on Twitter of all of the places that they have changed to like Pride Month." Except for like it was like the Middle East account kept it the same. Maybe it was Unreal Engine. Yeah, and people were just I don't like, know what it, it's it's yeah. the pan. It's kind of and the thing that I just find funny though because I would say Black people feel this way about certain things as well. As in, hey, we asked to be recognized in media. We asked to kind of have an equal say, and then you come to find out, oh, well, you're just going to monetize off of us, and then it starts to feel a little like, wait a minute, now you're just. Like now you're just doing stuff you don't really care about us. We've been asking you to care about stuff, and then when it when it actually like is probably profitable for you to do this during the month. So it's like, so wait, are we just going to support the Pride community in June? Is that yeah. when we're going to do it? Why can't we do it every? It's like why can't every month be Black History Month? Why can't every month be Pride Month? Why do we have to make this outshowing of force for a month? Um, that you know takes up all of this marketing and all of this stuff that kind of doesn't mean anything except for you're trying to make money off of us. And yeah, it was unreal. It was the unreal accounts for different countries. They all had changed to sort of a very, um, very rainbow logo with the it's Unreal so Engine on top of it. Except for it had to be Dubai or Saudi Arabia, one of these places. <laughs> and it was just like the regular. Well, account. any of them, any of them that has a substantial Muslim influence of their government. That's a no go. But so but again, fly. that just kind of shows you that it's like it really is about money. Oh, for sure. Which which again, yeah. I, I don't find and any not offense only, to. Yeah. But a lot of people are so like, oh, I can't believe you're just doing this to monetize. And it's like that's what. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely a um, yeah. The the pander factor is real strong, and it shows how strong their convictions are when they 
don't when they do that like when it's as obvious that they're not going to do it in places where oh well we don't want to get in trouble it's like okay well then that shows how far your convictions go you know yeah it's a it's really interesting i heard the exact same argument on another podcast uh earlier that exact same thing about changing the i didn't realize it was it was epic or unreal that or unreal engines whatever it is accounts that did it but I did. I think it was, and again, I, I, yeah. I want to be fair to Unreal. I mean, who cares? But <laughs> they make enough money. To well, Unreal's care. owned by Epic, right? So, I don't so but again, I think I believe it engine. was the Unreal Engine account. But again, like, who, who cares? They're, they'll be just fine. But you have to. The thing is, it's like you kind of have to do it because you, if you do nothing, you could do nothing, which is probably better. I, I guess that's it makes my you point. Feel more just real. treat like this should be. This shouldn't be something that you come out and show all of this force. Like I can see if it's for a day, but like to make this big force for like a month or something, I just don't see the benefit of it. Like, why not just put that into your company all the time? Who cares if you do it now or if you do it in August or September or keep doing it, right? Like, why do you have to do this real superficial display of support when really I don't think that's what people are asking for. They're not asking for you to superficially sort of support their causes. They want you to actually support their causes. Yeah, I think the other thing is with this kind of stuff is it's is it's basically feeding into an echo chamber. And this kind of stuff is not really doing much to make the changes that actually need to be changed. No. You know, we talk about it all the time when you know there's there's shootings or when there's uh, you know when a black guy gets killed by uh, by a cop yeah. and it's like what's the actual change? Well, nothing because you need you need to actually start implementing it. You need to start doing something. And changing a Twitter profile or something like that, it's not it's not really gonna do it. And then you just forget about it a month. Yeah, pretty much. And people's so, outrage lasts for that month as well. Like it's gonna last for a little yeah. while, but then it's gonna go away. Yeah. And you're doing it again to support because the you're not gonna put that up and then all of a sudden you're gonna change some guy, some like Trump, some Trump supporter who's gonna be like, Oh, okay, well, these guys support them. So maybe, maybe they're, maybe, maybe these people are okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not really how it's going to work. You're doing it mainly. So you do that and it makes everybody else feel good who already kind of feels that way about this cause anyway. Yeah. Yep. So do I have the solution? I don't know, but I also just know stop, that just stop pandering. Like just actually, if you do yeah. care about this, actually try to enforce, try to try to put it in your everyday business, um, you know, and mission it, statements and and plans for your company. Don't just do it because it's something that's coming up, and then someone says, "We got to do something for Pride Month," and then you step in it. Like, just do it all the time, way, and then it becomes normal, right? And then it's not actually some big display of force that you can possibly mess up. And in a way, this is also like this article itself is kind of pandering. Yes, like it's written in a way to specific specifically pander to a certain demographic of people. And I mean, the way, the amount of times that that was written, LGBTQ plus IA. Yes. Jesus, I was reading it and I fucking read it wrong. LGBTQIA plus. The amount of times that's written here. Yeah. I, and, I just think there's a lot of Dropping people, the note yeah. about pinkwashing. I didn't know pinkwashing was a term. But it, Did you ever hear that term no, before? No, but it's just like, I mean, it's, I mean, like, again, like it's very similar to what minorities see, right? Like it's very similar because it's a minority group. They just don't. They just don't have a specific color or a specific origin of where they're from, right? So, like, you could say they do the same thing with, 
you know, um, with Chinese New Year and the way that we kind of pander to Chinese people or African-American History Month, all these things that corporations have started to pander to. And it's mostly because they're fearful. So IGN is a corporation and they're fearful. If they don't write this article right and put every single part in here and bring all these things up, then someone else goes, well, you're a hypocrite because you like, again, we're, we're getting to the point where people are looking for stuff to make them upset. <laughs> well, IGN had an interesting uh, kerfuffle, we'll call it, uh, recently when the whole Israel and Palestine thing flared up a few weeks back. And the editorial team basically posted this thing about supporting uh, Palestine, free Palestine, all that stuff, um, because that became effectively the we didn't talk about this much because I don't really it's it's so complicated that you're just stepping on landmines. Mm. But the general thing that happened with IGN, and this is kind of what happened, is that they posted this thing about Palestine and how we, the editorial team, stand with Palestine and also go here to click to donate to to support the you know kids of Palestine or whatever in Gaza and just because they're getting bombed or whatever. And I, I say that like it's nothing. It's a big yeah. deal. But um, they put that up. And then in the middle of the night, IGN's parent company, well, first of all, IGN Israel wrote something about it on Twitter being like, what the hell is this basically? And then the parent company of IGN basically took down that article by the editorial team and wrote something else saying like, no, that's not really what you know we stand for, something like that. And then the editorial team kind of freaked out and be like, this is an overstepping of your boundaries. And they're like, we need to have, like, they kind of wrote out this list of demands and things. And then it just disappeared. It just disappeared. Mm. It went away. Just like the attention span of anything else, it just disappeared, which really shows the teeth and the conviction for something like this. Because once the bomb stopped, I mean, even before the bomb stopped, they there wasn't really much about it. Nobody quit. There wasn't a mass walkout. And yeah, there was a lot of horrible stuff going on over there. Yeah. And it's it's a super complicated issue. But even that letter itself, you jumped on this kind of, I'm just going to call it a liberal bandwagon. And without, without seeing nuance, because that's why that conflict, that thing is so sticky, because there's so much nuance. And it just gets super hairy. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what you do about it, but that it just it just seemed like a an extreme instance of this pandering. That kind of you know, as a someone who was raised Jewish, I look at this stuff like I don't consider myself like super Jewish or anything like that. I don't really partake in any of the customs. I go go to the family for the holidays, right? But I still see that stuff, and it's just like, oh, the tone of this is a bit concerning. The tone of the conversation is a little bit freaky. And then you see the rise in anti-Semitic hate, hate crime and all these other things. You're like, well, this is kind of what I'd expect based on the tone of all these things. Um, and that's an extreme example. And it's a far different situation from what we're talking about here, but it just shows how far some of the stuff can go. Yeah. And again, I think it's just the fact that companies are at some point, they're going to have to figure out how to actually make help make changes because people are just not going to buy into pandering. Right. Like I'd say your consumer is much smarter than they've ever been. And they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to buy your products more or support you. If you sort of just pander to them, they're way more skeptical and, 
and you know they're watching with a with a much closer eye if whether or not you're actually helping or if you're donating money to causes or if you're you know you're you're doing more than just using social media social media is not enough <laughs> and so when you make these mistakes no. it turns into yeah this is why social media isn't enough because then you do stuff like this without realizing that violence against lgbtqia plus people is a big thing like it's a big it's a big it's one of the big the, discussions and topic points of hey this is why this these are some of the things that happen during pride month is the overwhelming violence against trans people um that type of stuff so yeah i mean but at the same time i'm not of the mind for this type of stuff people make mistakes and companies make mistakes and if you actually want to learn if you actually want people to take you seriously i say this about all minorities right you can't spend all your time just screaming at people if you actually want them to help because this stuff is changing very quickly and you might have to tell someone over and over and over again what your pronouns are. But if the first thing you do is, is berate someone and yell at them, all they're going to do is retreat into their hole and then they're just going to keep believing what they believe anyways. So doing stuff like this gets the people who already are skeptical or already don't want to believe that your cause is worth fighting for. They go, Oh, well see, look at this. This is what happened. See, someone tries to do something nice and sure it's a little off, but the first thing you do is scream at them. So why would they ever want to help you? And there's some validity in that. So I think like educating and like backing off a little bit, instead of just being so quick to hit everyone over the head as hard as possible, because they make mistakes. If you want people to actually try and help you and actually help your cause, you probably should try to find a way to converse with them that isn't just yelling at them and telling them that they're awful human beings and they all deserve to die because they don't, you know, they don't understand your cause. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. And the ultimate, the ultimate form of equality, isn't it like anonymity? Pretty much. Where it's like, I don't, where, where the don't point where I could say, yeah. yeah, where they're like, I'm gay. It's like, so what? Yeah. It's like, stop telling us. Like that, like, that's, whatever. That's, that's generally how I feel. Yeah. Cause like I support, you to live your life and do whatever you want and you should have the same opportunities as anybody else. You should be able to get whatever operation, take whatever, do whatever transition, love whoever you want to love, do your thing. I don't care. But be aware and though that that is also uh, our privilege, right? So correct. like privilege, I, I, like, like privilege yeah. isn't the fact that you don't get to do something, right? Like that's not necessarily privilege that I get to do this and you don't. It's the fact right. that this doesn't actually hinder me. Like my exactly. like my sexuality is never a point of discussion because it it doesn't it doesn't hinder me in any way, right? Like that is what privilege is: is when you're not you're not affected by how you live your life. Where obviously there's groups of people who are affected with how they live their life, right? Like it stops them from doing things that me and you aren't even aware of, right? Like right. that is so that's yeah. that's why I'm saying the you've succeeded when everybody's on that wavelength of okay yes where where, where your privilege and is that like is you, that you don't even think about the fact that you're yeah, exactly really, it's just how you yeah. live your life and no one thinks about it and no one holds it against you in any way shape or form um that is what privilege is and so yeah but yeah again i'm looking at this and i go yeah it's just bad wording like someone in marketing should have just said wait a minute we should actually just flip this and and give a different type of promotion and i think this is just one of those things that somebody rushed out it was it was may 31st and they said we got to do something for pride month someone scrambled something together sent it out and then someone read it and said "Ooh, that wording's a little rough and here we are <laughs> yeah exactly well i'm sure they'll be just fine. yeah they'll be on um uh, yeah all right 
Well, I don't have a political story, and that got a bit political. Yeah, so let's go. move on. So enough of that shit. Let's go on to a little bit of media therapy. We are cruising along here. And I got a question for you. Who's older? This one's uh, kind of topical because of uh, Loki this week. Owen Wilson or Paul Giamatti? Also, it's uh, funny because I'm trying to think, is Luke, is Luke Wilson younger than Owen Wilson? Has to be. I'm going to assume so. Cool. Well, maybe. I'm going to say Owen Wilson is older by a year. Okay. Well, he is younger. Oh. And oh. as of as of today, it's two years. Paul Giamatti, happy birthday. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Happy birthday, Paul Giamatti. Happy yeah, birthday. exactly. But Owen Wilson's going to be in Loki, which... Uh, Starts this week. Starts this week. So is it out already or does it start on another day? No, no. It starts, starts on Wednesday. They changed the days to Wednesdays. I don't know why, but that's what they did. Yeah. Are you excited about this? Yeah. You know, I liked the, uh, I like the shows I've been enjoying the, and I like that they drip them and they don't just say, here's watch this for five hours. I think that's awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I also really like the um you know, kind of the community speculation when they have one of these shows around because there's that greater universe in there. So it's uh yeah, it's cool. I think it's going to be super weird and I'm um, I'm stoked that it does something on, that it's going to do something different. I think it's going to be really sh- The weird thing about these movies though is that you're building up all these characters and they've basically become these characters. So when you throw in someone like Owen Wilson, it's just like, well, that's Owen Wilson. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like when you put Jeff Goldblum in Thor, it worked because it was kind of a comedy. And these movies are a lot of, a lot of them are very much. Like, yeah. They're very comedic. Very, and there's a lot of you humor. You can buy that there's yeah. a comedian there. Like, yeah. Like, like Jeff Goldblum, is he ever really going to reappear in a series? Probably not. He served his purpose for that one movie and then whatever. Right. He was in a Marvel movie, but then. It's not like you got to watch him for the next 20 seasons of something. Right. Right. But when you see someone like Owen Wilson in there, you're like, well, that's, that's Owen Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it it's going to be interesting to see it. I'm excited though. I, I just, cause I, I like this shit and with uh, black widow actually going to being in the, be in theaters in a, in a month from now, it's, uh, you know, give me, give me this stuff until, until they fuck it up. I'm I'm along for the ride, and they haven't done it yet. So, and I don't think they rolling, will. Like it's so formulaic at this point. I really believe it's kind of hard to mess it up. Like, I mean, there's a good chance that one of these movies that comes up is going to bomb, right? Like, it just is. Like Black Widow might bomb, right? It's it's we know who the character is, but it's not. It's a superhero movie, but she's not a superhero. So I'm sure there's someone out there with some magic powers, but it's much more about her from seeing the trailer, right? It's about her relationship with her family and her sister and what happened in Russia before she became an avenger it's all of that type of stuff right um yeah so like it could be fine but it also just might be a bad james bond movie really like it could be which nothing's wrong with yeah. it but like you know they're not all gonna be major hits like not every movie's gonna succeed which i actually think's okay personally and let's be and let's be real the bad james bond movies are the best ones yeah they are don't forget my favorite my favorite bond movie for your eyes only it's uh it's terrible but that's what makes it so good. Yeah, but look, but also <laughs> like it's it's the fact that like they're they're interesting watches, right? Like it's an it's an interesting watch regardless. I find most of the movies enjoyable enough where I don't 
you know, I don't get up and I don't know. I don't get upset when the movie's not perfect, but you're like, Hey, that was a good way to spend an hour and a half or two hours. Like, great. Like, yeah, no, you know, no real problem for me. Yeah, I'm excited. Movies are coming back. Um, I could buy. I'm going to get my tickets for uh, Fast and Furious nine, which is going to be out later this month. I'm super excited about that. Got to see what the family's up to. Got to see uh, Vin Diesel catching cars or something. Yeah. And yeah, then Black Widow and things are going to be uh, coming, coming in hot again. I miss I miss going to the movies. I miss doing that. Yeah. When I went to the movie, it was uh, I don't think I would have watched Quiet Place 2 at home. I was watching that going like, oh, yeah, this was definitely kind of made for watching the movie theater. It just was. Right, because that was one that they held for you. Yeah, exactly, because it's all about the audio. It's all about, you know, how uncomfortable it makes you feel. And that's something that you'd much water, you'd much rather watch in the movie theater. So. So, uh, so forgetting what's coming, what's, uh, what have you been watching? So I what guess my playing? question is, I have to remember, because sometimes we talk about the podcast and then I watch stuff and I forget when I watch it. So I watched two movies recently. Did I talk about watching Corella? No. no, no, you didn't. So I watched Cruella. I actually didn't. I actually liked it. I actually thought it was very good. I thought it was 20 minutes too long. Like mm. it kind of gets to a point. You're like, okay, that's it. And then it keeps going for another like 30 minutes. And you're like, oh no, like I was good where you ended this. I I liked the design of it, the style of it. I thought it was very well shot. Like just from a movie standpoint, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was good. And I mean, look, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an origin story about 101 Dalmatians, but I, I thought Emma Stone did a really good job. I enjoyed watching it. It was fun. Did you, were you convinced that this woman is, was justified in trying to kill a hundred? Well, that's the thing. It's really funny because like you're watching this going like, they're trying to make this justification of why she like, literally she's the worst villain of like, she just wants to kill a bunch of puppies to make a coat. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not like, oh, there was, you know, at the time that 101 Dalmatians came out, it wasn't like, oh, she's this torn. It's not like even Little Mermaid, right? Where you're like, well, Ursula, right? Like, you, like there's a bit of pull of like, well, she was unloved and she's not as pretty as the, as Ariel and all this stuff. But like, no. Yeah, it's just like, no, this woman is just She's awful. a monster. She, she wants to make a coat awful. out of a bunch yeah. of dogs, right? They actually kind of make you, like, you watch it and you're like, okay. Like, I'd, I'd watch a sequel to this. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Where she wins and she gets the coat. <laughs> yeah, and she gets the coat. And they even kind of hint at it where they're like, you, you didn't make a coat out of those dogs, did you? And then she didn't. And it's like the kind of hint of like, oh, she's not really a monster. But it's kind of hard to be like, but she is a monster. The cartoon, she's an awful person. I mean, and the live action one with Glenn Close, right? Like she was a monster. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I liked it. I, I recommend you watch it. I actually really enjoyed Did it. Did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah I personally enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed my time. I didn't get bored. Now, a movie that you should not watch is Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. That movie's terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's bad. It's not, not even fun? Not bad. even in like There's a no fun... fun? I mean, at one point, you oh, get wow. to watch Michael B. Jordan take a shirt off in a prison and beat up a bunch of guys. Yeah. That's fun. It's, That's you, fun. No, you, yeah. you, get a little, you get a little Killmonger vibe in there, and you're like, great, Michael B. Jordan, he is jacked, and he's a handsome man. And then after that, it's just a crappy movie. So don't watch it. It's bad. And uh, I hope Michael B. Jordan has better projects coming up because <laughs> he tends to not That's really miss. But that was a total miss. That was a pandemic level miss. So, wow. Because I was thinking that, you know, they you're starting to get some Tom Clancy stuff going. You know, that's like classic because he's uh, what is he? Clark 
John Clark, whatever that guy's no, name is. No, this is something else. I forget the guy's name in this. Like again, I don't remember it. I was watching it. He's John Kelly is his name. But John Kelly. But again, okay. it's just like it's whatever. Like who cares? Like it's such a bad movie. Um yeah. like the names and stuff just don't matter. It's just Michael B. Jordan gets to be a you know, he gets to be Michael B. Jordan for a little bit, and then the movie gets in the way. <laughs> oh. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Oh well. What a shame. So yeah, that's, that's what it. I, just that's, those, those are the two stuff. movies that I watched. Um, I recommend one, and I don't rec- again. You would have thought it would have been different, right? You would have thought, hey, look at that. You would have liked the movie about Marines and Navy SEALs and people shooting stuff, and then you know whatever, Corella Deville. Why would you like that? And it's the opposite. So all right, well that's great. I got I got a kind of an eclectic mix of things that I've uh, that I've got here. I've finished. I finally powered through uh, the rest of Cobra Kai. So I watched, uh, I finished season two and went through season three. That just grabbed me and would not let go. Good. Season three of Cobra Kai. Again, it's really, it's a incredible. corny show, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> there is something about season three that is just so compelling. They just jack it up. Season two, I thought was fine. But it's still season one was great. corny. Like it's a corny show. It, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's great. Oh, absolutely. But it's fun to but watch. It, but it owns, <laughs> it gives you everything yes. you want. It's just the characters are so fun. And uh what's this guy's name uh billy zabka in the in it is just so good as johnny and you just you know for a guy who's such a dick in the original movie to be this to just be the guy that you want everything for is just so impressive i mean they even go to japan in season three like come on man this is great it's great It's like the most absurd fan fiction, and yet they got everybody back. They got when chosen show. I mean, these are spoilers, I guess, but you know, I, I'm not. I'll stop there. But yeah, great show. Highly recommend it. Um, you kind of it, it just delivers, and they got season four coming out, like with with more characters coming back. I'm just waiting for Hillary Swank to show up. Like she's got to, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I think they'll bring all of them back. I wouldn't even be surprised if at the end Jaden Smith shows back up. I was thinking about that. I that's, <laughs> right? that seems like like why, a like, why wouldn't he? Like, why not? Because it's not the it's different canon. It's a parallel universe. It is, but why not? You can have him. You can put him in there. Put him in. Put him at one of these tournaments, right? Like, it's just yeah. It's it's corny, but man, is it fun to watch? That that's how I. When everyone asks me, ask when anyone asks me about this show, that's my answer. Like, oh, it's real corny. But man, like I couldn't stop watching it. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's super compelling. Yeah, it's great. It's it's just candy. It's just delicious candy through and through. Um, but it's got a lot of heart as well. That's the other thing that it's got for sure. Um, so I, so that's really all I've watched. But I played. Uh, so there's a couple games here. I finished Returnal today. So PS5 Returnal, probably one of the hardest games I've ever played. And I finished it. Um, game is divided up into six biomes. The there is a story beat between biomes three and four, which is one of the coolest story beats in games ever. And it's a shame that nobody will see it because the game is so punishing <laughs> that I think like, but twenty percent or less of the people that even played the game have gotten that far, and the. Um, and then the actual people that own a PS5. So it's just like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. You're only talking about like, I don't know. I don't know how many that game could have possibly sold. But you're talking about maybe 250,000 people if the game sold to a million. So at most. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. But 
that was really cool. Biomes four, Biome four is pretty easy. Also had a really cool hook to the whole thing. Like the themes of the game are great. The uh, the way that it builds its world is really fascinating. Um, and then five was the one that was just kicking my ass. So I was down to playing this game like once and once a day, and that was it. I'd do one run, I'd lose, and I'd be like, okay, I'm good. I'm good until tomorrow. And then today, I just got on this tear, went through five and powered through this one fight that was kicking my ass every single time and then just coasted right on through six and saw the credits roll and i'm like awesome finished it now i could start ratchet without ratchet and clank next week without this thing kind of uh scratching at the back uh being like hey you're leaving something undone here no it's not undone i finished that thing all right i got my 70 dollars worth and then i'm gonna finish ratchet in like three days <laughs> so I am uh so I'm excited about that. And yeah, Returnal, great game. I don't know how many hours it took, but I could tell you it was definitely a shit ton. And yeah, that was really exceptional, very surprising, one of the best feeling third person shooters I've ever played. Uh so yeah, highly recommend it if you have the patience for something that's that difficult. Cool. Yeah, um, I, I just have to find a PS5. <laughs> yeah, good luck. And then on the uh, and then the other thing I've been playing on Switch, I started playing The World Ends With You Final Remix, which is a game that actually came out about 13 years ago, I think, on the DS. <laughs> I was going to say, and I was like, that port- game came out a while ago. It had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out that long ago on the DS, the original DS, not the 3DS, the DS. Uh, and then they ported it to phones. And then this version of the Switch, which I didn't realize, but I should have. Uh, I bought it, God, I want to say I bought it a year ago and just never played it, but I got like a good deal on it. So I was like, I should play this eventually. So um, never played it on DS. They ported it to phones, never played it there either. This version on the Switch is basically a port of the phone version of that game. Um, So meaning you play it in one of two ways, either with touch controls on mobile, on uh, when you're playing a handheld, or using the Joy-Cons for uh, pointer controls on the TV. And none of these controls are precise. I don't really feel in complete control when I'm actually doing any fights in the game because it's an RPG. Uh, And the UI is kind of a mess and not very intuitive in telling you the information you want to know where it's most pertinent. Uh, And... Yeah, I don't I don't really get what I'm doing, but goddamn, I love this game. I love it. Like the the art style is fantastic. The story is really intriguing. I think I'm about halfway through it now at this point. And uh yeah, I feel bad that I've slept on it this long. I, what really sparked me into finally jumping in was that the sequel's coming out. And I hope it's good. I think it comes out in like a month. But I was like, all right, I'll check this out. I have it. I don't know what's really scratching my edge and this is doing it. I don't really like playing it. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's like the actual combat itself is just so weird. I'm not struggling to get through it. it in ways, it seems too easy. I don't understand the grind. You use these pins to determine which attacks you can use. The pins are categorized by brands. And then depending on the location you're in, depends on the brands that are most effective so that your pins are powered up. You also have an equipment system, which is driven by a brave, which is bri- driven by a stat, which is brave. But 
it doesn't necessarily say what your brave level is, where it's necessary, and they don't really explain it. So you can only equip certain things if you're brave enough. It's just like all these weird systems. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter because I'm not struggling with any of the battles. Yeah. So I'm just tearing through this game, not understanding probably I, I I make the joke that I typically when I play an RPG, I maybe understand like 80% of what's going on. This is flipped. I think I understand like 20% of what's going on when I'm playing this game. And I'm just going through tapping and swiping and half of the shit doesn't even work because who the hell knows how it's supposed to work, especially when using pointers on the TV, because I'm playing it both handheld and at home. And I just don't really get it. it. It's a it's a complete mess. But the presentation, the story and everything else just elevates it to the point where you don't really give a shit because progress is never impeded because everything's so easy. So it's great. I highly recommend this game, <laughs> but I'd also recommend you play it on your phone and not play it on Switch. Uh, it's an eighteen dollar game to play on your phone, but you get the game. It's awesome. Looks great. Characters are cool. There's apparently an extra chapter on the Switch version, which is apparently crappy. So you're not really missing anything. Check it out. The world ends with you. Great game. <laughs> <laughs> and the title even makes sense. I just got to a line where I was like, "Wow, that's a it's an interesting way of looking at things. That's a that's a really deep title." I was like, "Wow, it just clicked." They actually said the title in the game, and it made sense. What more could you want? It's not like in Kingdom Hearts games where they have Kingdom Hearts 256 days over two. And then someone says that line in the game. You're like, well, that makes sense. No, at no point will that title ever make sense. (laughs) And that's a real title that I did not just make up. That's real. So, yeah, that's it. I'm playing anything else. Yeah, cool. I'm interested to hear about Ratchet and Clank next week. Oh, yeah. Well, it comes out Friday. I'm getting it shipped here. We'll, I'm hoping it shows up day one. If it doesn't show up day one, I'm going to be very upset. If I find out, here's my plan. If I find out it's shipping and it's not going to get here Friday, I'm going to go to a store, buy it, assuming I can get it. Mm. And then I'll play it Friday before. If we record on Friday, I'll, I'll have some. I'll have at least a little bit of information yeah. before we record. Because that's my plan. I've contemplated taking Friday off just to play Ratchet and Clank. I have the days. Have you ever taken off work or school to play a video game? Uh, one day I took off, I took off the day the, um, the Xbox one came out. I took, I took off that day of work. That's it. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I I usually don't do that, but I'm at a point now where it's like, I have, I have an excess of vacation days. So it's like, I, I have to take off a day this month or lose it. So I could also just take a half day off every Friday. Yeah, yeah, you could do just that. leave early. Yeah, I have I have a distribution of like thirteen and a half hours, or like thirteen point three hours, I think. So I could just split those out over the over the coming uh, weeks. But anyway, yeah, I'm super excited. Ratchet and Clank has been my most anticipated game since its existence was made. So I'm excited because this this whole weekend it's going to be awesome because Ratchet and Clank is Friday. And then E3 stuff is starting Friday as well. Mm. So there's going to be a whole lot. So it's cool because after Ratchet, I don't really know what I'm super excited about. There's stuff on Switch like Mario Golf, you know, the new now that I'm into the world ends with you. Now I'm excited to see what this new one looks like, especially since it doesn't have these ridiculous controls. It plays like a normal 
game, which is great. Um, it's actually built for consoles now instead of port of a DS game and a phone game. So that that's going to be cool. And otherwise, I have no idea what's coming. Like, no one really knows. There is literally no PS5 game that is confirmed for this year from Sony, for example. Because Horizon might slip to next year. God of War is definitely coming next year. So I don't know what I'm going to play next on my PS5 after Ratchet & Clank. It's very interesting that video games can push. And often the reason is just like, well, we're trying to make it better. Right? Like... Oh, yeah, it just slipped because, you know, we're trying to make it better. But well, that doesn't happen in other industries, like in film. Well, it's not. Yeah. The, the difference is it's not like a movie you're watching and then all of a sudden it just skips three acts yes. or like three scenes. And you're like, well, wait, what happened to that? It's just, well, it was just poorly put together. <laughs> Whereas a game, it's like it's reliant on it functioning. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, with a movie, it's not like you can just put out a day one patch of the movie to make it better no they did it with cats cats is the only one that they've done that with but if you've already seen the original version then the next version that they might fix for people seeing it afterwards might you know it doesn't change that first experience yeah it's not like you went to the theater and then all of a sudden it's like oh it was an hour 20 minutes because 20 minutes just got the the projector just ended up skipping and well that's the experience you got so there you go yeah it's it's good and it's bad. And COVID kind of threw things off quite a bit. So, you know, it's definitely realistic. The It was amazing that all the stuff in 2020 didn't really slip too much, at least the stuff we knew about. But 2021, that's where I think we're seeing most of that happen. What's interesting, actually, no, I do know what I'm going to play after fi- after uh, Ratchet & Clank because Final Fantasy VII's expansion for PS5, there's like a new chapter for that, which I'm excited to play. Um, that'll be, that comes out the same day mm. as ratchet. So I'm like, great. You couldn't have picked any other day, any other day. Literally nothing's coming out. Nothing's announced. Nobody knows anything. Cool. Death loop. That's the one that I'm looking forward to. Have you, do you know about death loop? No, I don't. Oh my God. Watch that trailer right now. All right. I will. <laughs> right now. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's pause it. We could stop recording. We'll end this and then we could watch it because, uh, you need sound. To really okay. truly appreciate. All right. Well, yeah. Wrap because, this up, and then uh, God, look. Damn. Maybe next episode, I'll be able to tell you about Deathloop. <laughs> You'll be like, "Wow, this is everything I wanted." Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Short one this week. You're welcome, and, and that's for John Mozo, then the listener. I'm sorry if you wanted more uh, time, uh, but it's two two ten a.m. here, and I'm gonna go to sleep. So yeah, go to he'sabroad.com. Check out the links. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Until next week. This podcast is over.